Really? Really, Miss Kapow? <laughs> What's today? Today's date is September 1st, 2019. You know what day it is? It's Labor Day. Well, no, it's the day before Labor Day. It's Labrador Day. Really? Yeah. It's Labrador Day. It's, it was never Labor Day. Labor Day is a mispronunciation taken away from the dog's holiday. It's Labrador Day. It's a day that Americans don't work and celebrate their Labradors, their labs. But over the years, when the Obama administration, he screwed it all up, and then it became Labor Day. But it's always been Labrador Day. Okay. <laughs> don't blame Trump. For your inconsistencies. My goodness. Okay, enough of this. This is the Kapow Radio Show. I'm Brother Kapow, and you are? Miss Kapow. All day long. All day long. And we're continuing in Ezra. Oh, what a great book. It is. Fourth Ezra. Ezra. Second Ezra's or fourth Ezra. <laughs> Don't make me correct you with my theological prowess. prowess. Yes. It's fourth Ezra. Fourth Ezra. <laughs> Repeat after me. The blind thing. The blind thing. They're wrong. <laughs> They're wrong. Um, fourth Ezra is an apocryphal book, as you all know, as you should know, because you've been listening to every show. Mm-hmm. And um, this is really good. Now it's starting to, it's going to kick into yeah. really high gear in, in biblical prophecy and prophetic mm-hmm. utterances and end time stuff. Now, Brother Kapow and Mrs. Kapow, Miss Kapow's personal opinion is that these books often were, were were hidden, even though this was an apocryphal book. It wasn't something that mainstream Christianity looked Used, at, yeah, things like that, nor nor understood. They still don't understand it. But I believe it's like the Book of Enoch and the Book of Jubilees, and these these ancient Jewish writings are now coming to fruition to. Yes. To a few, to mm-hmm. to a select few, because it's God's moed. It's God's moed. It's God's timing, and it's showing us the end of the of the age, the end of the mm-hmm. time. Uh, so I'm not saying that, that we who see it, the few are especially blessed no. or anything. It's just that He's revealing it to anybody who has ears to ear, ears to hear, and eyes to see. Right. And there's there's others out there who see this stuff Definitely. and doing Enochian studies. Definitely. Um, a great uh, a guy we listen to on YouTube, and and I never recommend anybody, but just really good, good Bible teaching and a beautiful approach to it. Um, truth fed. Truth fed on YouTube. Truth fed. Yeah, what he does is he takes scripture, <clears throat> like for instance, every Friday he posts something. And he will read from the book of Jubilee or Enoch, and then he'll read something from the Old Testament, and then um, one of the books in the New Testament, and then he does a whole um, commentary on what he's read. And it's some of his shows are about thirty minutes, sometimes yeah. a little longer, just depends. Nothing real, real heavy, but just mm-hmm. enough to kind of bless a, you and get your very nice going. voice. Yeah, very pleasant to listen to. But what his main thing is is um, it's called the Gospel Portion, and every week he yeah. he he. Um, He'll start with a with a scripture, and then he'll go into the gospel portion, and then read, um, gospel you know out of the gospels or Acts or something. It's very very pleasant. Oftentimes when we try to sleep, we'll listen to him because his voice is so always soothing. even killed, and you can sleep with it. Unlike me, who is like dynamic, and I'm always yelling. See, but that that I listen to before I go to sleep. Yeah, you're not that, gonna be that's able to comforting sleep. to me. You're not gonna be able to sleep with me. <laughs> No, I can. No, because <laughs> okay. I love his voice. So, uh, well, that's because your your uh, you know your ears are your ears got peanut butter in them. <laughs> uh, you know, before we get started with Ezra, I know I got to get started oh, with Ezra. Come on, guys. I just want to say, on. look, at, I just want to say, <laughs> our good friends Matt and Shy Jacks. Oh yes. Okay, number one, they got their own podcast called the uh, Seed War Radio. Uh, and you can find that anywhere where you can get podcasts. And so they're they're presenting uh, the words of God there too. But the other thing they do, it's called the Fourth Man Barbecue. Ooh. 
Mm. Matt is um, is a barbaholic. Barbaholic. He is like <clears throat> he has no competition. Mm-mm. There's no one better. He's the, he's the most awesomest. What he does is low and slow. The thing is, I've never tasted any of the barbecue because he lives in Idaho and I'm in Nevada. I just look at pictures of it. Mm, UPS, dude. <laughs> <laughs> UPS. Just but, kidding. I, but I just know it's awesome. Mm-hmm. But it what looks it, good. Oh my gosh. Um, and he's passionate about it. I mean, passionate. So he's he's starting to get gigs where he's doing um, hot rod shows, street fairs. Um, yes, praise the Lord. You know, I don't know. You know, other celebrations and you know he's he's getting gigs out there the word's getting out that this guy's a quite the caterer quite quite the barbecue master but uh and i wrote that song i wrote the theme song fourth man barbecue you got to hear that it's a great song but great video great video so go on their their facebook page a fourth man barbecue go on their facebook page and check them out but what i want to announce is they just came out with their new meat rubs Mm-hmm. And uh, they've tested it. It's been tested on chicken, fish, pork, it's been beef. Proved. It's been proved to be delicious. Mm-hmm. But check this out. They did one called the Mesquite Cafe Rub. Oh, that's so Dude. sweet. Thank you, guys. That's so that's so sweet. Yeah. And I haven't tasted it yet. It's in the mail as I speak. It's it, it's being shipped priority mail. Mm-hmm. They sell these jars of uh, rub for $5 plus a flat rate shipping. And I'm telling you, you want to help these people out and bless them. Yes, amen. And help yourself out with some. I know it's going to be tasty. So they have they have two now. It's called a GPS rub. I don't know what that stands for, but Miss Capal thinks it stands for um, God's perfect salvation. <laughs> I don't know if that's what it is or not, but that's what I thought. I love it. And then they have the Mesquite Cafe rub, uh, which is a little uh, little little spicy, but not too hot and flavorful and everything. So I'm, I, I'm, we can't wait to get that. I know. You know, they have their own labels and everything. So it's really, really God cool. has really blessed them. Praise God. Yeah. I just, I'm just yeah. so thankful for you guys. Yeah, I want to see increase and I want to see um, doors open for, for them and oh, both definitely. their podcast and then the... Well, you can see barbecue. the doors opening. Yeah. God is really blessing yeah, them. exactly. Really blessing exactly. them. Praise God. Yeah, so... Anyway, uh, that's that announcement there. Let's see. Oh, today, Labrador Day, Hermantown from Mesquite Cafe. How How can I forget forget? that? Was released today. So it's everywhere Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, um, Napster, Deezer, Weezer, whatever. It's everywhere. It's released today. Hermantown. Funk it up by Ooh. Mesquite Cafe. You know, just boogie down, okay? That's right. Just stop whatever you're doing and do just boogie down with it, and then you'll understand that we're in the end times. Recently, spiritual attacks on innocent people have increased considerably. This is partly due to society's transformation into a satanic cult. Most people are clueless or hopeless in combating this spiritual mayhem. We wish to offer two good books to overcome these attacks. First, Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, offers one of the most effective training systems in combating spiritual darkness in order to gain personal freedom. Second, Eyes to See Unseen Enemies teaches how to see the hidden dangers which are all around us, even in places we would least expect them. Both books can be purchased on Amazon.com as a paperback or ebook. It is our desire that you will take advantage of these opportunities to increase your effectiveness in spiritual warfare and learn how to fight back instead of being a victim. We'll see you on the battlefield. Ezra, I shall begin. Well, they had announcements. When you go to church, they do announcements. Okay, we're in chapter 11 of 4th Ezra, and we're going to go from chapter 11 to um, the 4th verse of chapter 12, okay? I'm going to talk just a little bit and introduce what you're about to hear. This is a, a uh, it, it's going to sound crazy, this chapter, when it's mm-hmm. read to you. You're going to go, huh? But it's not crazy once we kind of break it down. So I'm going to introduce it. Miss Kapow is then going to read the entire text to you without me interrupting her. Ha! Huh. Which is a miracle in itself. <laughs> so miracles happen. And then after she gets done reading to you, I'm going to come back and we're going to break some of it down so you understand. I will say right off the bat, unlike usual on this one, I don't know everything there is to know. Normally I know everything there is to know. Just ask me. I, 
I play drums and no things. He does. Okay? I play guitar and no things. Mm -hmm. So, but this one, I can't specifically give you definitive, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will tell you this, though. It's end time stuff. Oh, yeah. It's end times kingdom that it's talking about, and we're heading towards, woo, right? Praise the Lord. I'm telling you that that's true, even though I can't give you the, the exact specifics of these things. Maybe the Lord will reveal that to me later or to you or something like that. But this is good stuff. I don't think there's a whole lot of people teaching on this or teaching properly on it. We heard uh, one gentleman attempt to teach 4th Ezra chapter 11. But he screwed it all up and applied it all to America. Mm -hmm. And he started with uh, President Roosevelt or something like that. And then he went all the way down to all the presidents, the current presidents. Yeah. And I got to tell you this. It's an ancient Hebraic book, Hebrew book. I believe it was really written by Ezra in Babylonian captivity. But that's me. Many scholars and other people believe it was written much later only because of the predictions are so accurate, just like Daniel. Exactly. They call they call portions of Daniel 7 and 9 post-diction because of what happened was so accurate. God, that just irritates me. I know. Me. Or they believe Enoch was written in the first century and not an ancient book and not <sighs> written by Enoch himself, passed to Noah. Through. So what happens is they undermine the truth of these books. And so the then, power of God. Exactly, the word of God. That's yes. what irritates me. So when people read it, and if you come with a mindset like, oh, this was written in the first century, second century, it loses the power of the truth behind it. Exactly. Then to know what it really is. Exactly. Because now you're reading the words of God as a myth or or a pseudonym. This guy's lying saying he's Ezra when he's not. Yeah. Or this guy, these people are writing this book and they, they assume the name pseudepigrapha Enoch when they're not. Plus it limits God's power. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know, they, they put him in a box. Yeah. And that makes me mad. Yeah. Don't put my but, God in a box. But they do that with the book of Revelation, too. Oh, yeah. It was written after, after 87 eh? and, and probably 90 and, and, and the Emperor Hasidun, you know. Yeah. And so that's how Satan works. Satan tries to destroy the truth at the foundation. I don't believe Satan. I believe this book was really written by I Ezra. Do too. But that's us. Yes. I so know. Uh, this one guy we're listening to tried to make this about America. You can't do that. Mm-mm. So whether you believe it was actually written by Ezra in 586 BC or a, another Christian writer in, a, in in 100 AD, the thing is it's an ancient Jewish book and it has absolutely nothing to do with the United States of America in that sense, Mm-mm. okay? Not that this is an, an evil empire and Satan's running the show and stuff, but in the sense of um, the, the fourth kingdom, it's not... America. It doesn't start with the President Roosevelt. No, that's just ridiculous. So we're gonna we're gonna do the truth the best we can. All right. All right. All right. So we'll start with uh, chapter eleven, and this is uh, a a third. Uh, I believe it's his third vision that he has. So he's he's gonna have a vision of the end times, and um, last week we left off with the angel Uriel telling Ezra after he saw the uh, Zion, the mm-hmm. city of Zion, he said that the Most High would show him in, in a dream vision what the Most High is going to do to those who dwell on the earth in the last days, right? What mm-hmm. he's going to do to the earth dwellers who are wicked. Mm. That's not you, Ms. Powell. No, it's not you either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it has three main parts. Verses 1 through 35 is the description of this eagle. It's a, it's a vision of this great eagle, and it's a beast, all right? It is a kingdom. It's the last kingdom before God pulls the plug on mm-hmm. human history. In verses 36 through 46 is the judgment scene. You're going to see Messiah come and, um, and present in court a judgment in court on this last kingdom. And then in chapter 12, verses 1 through 4, is the execution of that judgment, okay? Mm-hmm. The vision, so as Ms. Kapow reads it to you, keep in mind the vision may be, and I believe it really is, related to Daniel 7. 
It has the same kind of language, and I believe it is related to the same end-time vision of the four kingdoms that Daniel had in chapter 7. If we remember, he had the vision of uh, the lion that had eagle's wings. Mm -hmm. This ain't that. This ain't this. This is an eagle eagle. But a lion that had eagle's wings and his heart was changed to a man. That was Nebuchadnezzar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then he had a vision of a beast that looked like a leopard. Mm -hmm. And you have the... the, uh, Alexander the Great and the, the Grecian Empire. Right. Okay. And then he had a vision of what looked like a bear standing on, you know, it's on the sides of three ribs. And he had the Medio Persian Empire that came. And then um, lastly, he had a beast that he did not describe. In Daniel 7, he never describes what the beast looked like. He just said it was more terrifying yes, so and totally different than all the other beasts before. And that beast would break everything else with a rod of iron and just chew everything up and trample everything. And most scholars believe that was the Roman Empire. And if you follow the Roman Empire, you know it never ceased to exist. Mm-hmm. It, the, the, the Roman Empire, in the physical sense of Rome, deceased, but with the papacy, with Catholicism, the Roman Catholic Church, um, the spirit lived on. Because if you look at all the architecture in the UK, you look at the architecture here in the United States, you got Greek, Greco, Roman um, yep. uh, temples, Statues, the White temples, Houses of yeah. temples, everything's temples. We're, we're, we're worshiping all the same gods, naming our planets the same gods that the gods they worshiped and stuff. Mm-hmm. So the spirit is what I'm saying, the spirit, the, that, that spirit behind Rome, that Babylonian whore, which really is a great Babylonian religious whore, mm-hmm. goes, it goes all the way back to Nimrod. And the fallen ones, even before that, is what lives on. And there's certain watchers or shepherds that were giving charge over mankind as 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 history progressed. And Enoch mm-hmm. was a scribe scribing these things down. And we know that the very last ones are the are the worst ones. Right. Which here's which brings us to today. So Daniel uh, seven talks a lot about these four kingdoms. And I believe that what you're about to hear is equivalent to Daniel's fourth beast, which was never described. And this is the detail of that fourth beast, basically. Um, also, you can, um, you can find a little bit of this, like in Revelation 11 and 13, about beasts rising from the sea and stuff, even though I don't see that that much of a great connection with with that but that kind of apocalyptic language and visionary language is the same right Uh, because those are also apparently dependent on daniel 7 somewhat so daniel sees beasts or worldly kingdoms arise from the sea but he does not give a description of the fourth beast here ezra gives a possible description of daniel's fourth beast i use the word possible because once again usually i know everything there's a no because i play drums and know things but today (laughs) I'm going to just leave it at that. My opinion is that this is probably Roman Empire, both physically and spiritually, but not purely physically. That's why I'm not going to spend a lot of time trying to match all the Roman emperors with the heads and the feathers, etc. Because I believe it's a last days satanic empire of the beast, right? Mm-hmm. There's some things on the spiritual that, that I'm, you know, you're just not going to see. Right. Or at least I'm not right now. Um, but because I think the kingdom itself is of a spiritual nature, which manifests itself on a physical earth, <clears throat> I can say this. All I really know is that it's very bad prior to the judgment of Yeshua. Wow. All right? Okay. Wasn't that a great opening speech, my monologue? Wonderful. I, I thought it was pretty good. You're brilliant. Okay, chapter 11, Ms. Kapow, take it away. Okay. On the second night, I had a dream, and behold... There came up from the sea an eagle that had twelve feathered wings and three heads. And I looked, and behold, he spread his wings all over all the earth, and all the winds of heaven blew upon him, and the clouds were gathered about him. And I looked, and out of his wings there grew opposing wings, but they became little, puny wings. But his heads were at rest. The middle head was larger than the other heads, but it was also... Was, but it also was at rest with them. And I looked, and behold, the eagle flew with his wings to reign over the earth and over those who dwell in it. 
And I saw how all things under heaven were subjected to him, and no one spoke against him, not even one creature that was on the earth. And I looked, and behold, the eagle rose upon his talons and uttered a cry to his wings, saying, Do not all watch at the same time? Let each sleep in his own place and watch in his turn, but let the heads be reserved for the last. And I looked, and behold, the voice did not come from his heads, but from the midst of his body. And I counted his opposing wings, and behold, there were eight of them. And I looked, and behold, on the right side, one wing arose, and it rained over all the earth. And while it was raining, it came to its end and disappeared, so that its place was not seen. Then the next wing arose and rained, and it continued to rain a long time. And while it was raining, its end came also, so that it disappeared like the first. And behold, a voice sounded, saying to it, Hear me, you have ruled the earth all this time, and I announce this to you before you disappear. After you, no one shall rule as long as you, or even half as long. Then the third wing raised itself up and held the rule like the former ones, and it also disappeared. And so it went with all the wings. They wielded power one after another, and then were never seen again. And I looked, and behold... In due course, the wings that followed also rose up on the right side in order to rule. There were some of them that ruled, yet disappeared suddenly. And others of them rose up, but did not rule the world, did not hold the rule. And after this, I looked, and behold, the twelve wings and the two little wings disappeared, and nothing remained on the eagle's body except the three heads that were at rest and six little wings. And I looked, and behold, Two little wings separated from the six and remained under the head that was on the right side, but four remained in their place. And I looked, and behold, these little wings planned to set themselves up and hold the rule. And I looked, and behold, one was set up, but suddenly disappeared. A second also, and this disappeared more quickly than the first. And I looked, and behold, the two that remained were planning between themselves to reign together. And while they were planning, behold, one of the heads that were at rest, the one which was in the middle, awoke, for it was greater than the other two heads. And I saw how it allied the two heads with itself. And behold, the head turned with those that were with it, and it devoured the two little wings which were planning to reign. Moreover, this head gained control of the whole earth, and with much oppression, dominated its inhabitants, and it had greater power over the world than all the wings that had gone before. And after this I looked, and behold, the middle head was suddenly disappeared, just as the wings had done. But the two heads remained, which were also ruled over the earth and its inhabitants. And I looked, and behold, the head on the right side devoured the one on the left. Then I heard a voice saying to me, Look before you and consider what you see. And I looked, and behold, a creature like a lion was aroused out of the forest, roaring. And I heard how he uttered a man's voice to the eagle and spoke, saying, Listen, and I will speak to you. The Most High says to you, Are you not the one that remains of the four beasts, which I had made to reign in my world, so that the end of my times might come through them? You, the fourth that has come, have conquered all the beasts, that have gone before you, and you have held sway over the world with much terror, and over all the earth with grievous oppression, and for so long you have dwelt, dwelt on the earth with deceit, and you have judged the earth, but not with truth. For you have afflicted the meek and injured the peaceable. You have hated those who tell the truth and have loved liars. You have destroyed the dwellings <clears throat> of those who brought forth fruit and have laid low the walls of those who did, not, did you no harm." And so your insolence has come up before the Most High and your pride to the Mighty One. And the Most High has looked upon his times and behold, they are ended and his ages are completed. Wow. Therefore, you will surely disappear, you eagle, and your terrifying wings and your most evil little wings and your malicious heads and your most evil talons and your whole worthless body so that the whole earth freed from your violence may be refreshed and relieved and may hope for the judgment and mercy of him who made it. And while the lion was saying these words to the eagle, I looked 
and behold, the remaining head disappeared, and the two wings that had gone over it to it arose and set themselves up to reign, and their reign was brief and full of tumult. And I looked, and behold, there also di- disappeared, and the whole body of the eagle was burned, and the earth was exceedingly terrified. Then I awoke in great perplexity of mind and great fear, and I said in my spirit to my spirit, Behold, you have brought this upon me because you search out the ways of the Most High. Wow. There's a lot of stuff there. Uh, and we're just going to try to cover it as best we can. But I think what we need to know is there's definitely a kingdom uh, there, both physical and spiritual. And so what's given Ezra is this like kind of a tracking mm-hmm. uh, device where you could kind of track it by the heads. There's three heads. It's a three-headed eagle. And they're the heads. Heads always means chiefs. But uh, they're asleep until the end time, until the end times. You know, two arise and one eats the other one and blah, blah, blah. But right. the, the middle one stays asleep to the end. And it's these feathers that come up and rule and do yeah, things. And amazing. Then they, they all disappear, disappear. It's, it's very much like Daniel when he's talking about the little horn. Yeah. And the horns speak up. Then one speaks up and he's speaking blasphemy. Then he devours the three. And it's it's very much like that. You know, it's kingdom, apocalyptic kingdom language. And like I said, mm-hmm. I don't have the, the brain power to try to... Uh, figure out all the Roman emperors and all this stuff. And even if that's the right direction, you know, to do that. And I, I just don't think it's necessary. Just realize it's a it's a spiritual kingdom at the last days. Amen. But um, what you have is the very last days and you have all these little feathers and uh, oppressing people and ruling the earth, mm-hmm. you know, just, just like what you see now with a lot of deceit and oppression and and violence and, and oppression, yeah. Yeah, just, and destroy and destroyed the words of God and those oh. who tell the truth. I love that. You know, you destroy those who tell the truth and those who, you know, you destroy everything. Mm-hmm. Tear down walls of innocent people. You know, just... Yeah, they've totally corrupted just, the word of God. Yeah, the all truth corrupted. of God. It's just horrible. And you have this to the last days, but then you have this, this figure, this creature that's like a lion, mm-hmm. but speaks like a man, and that's Messiah. I'm not making that up. You know, most scholars believe that's a messianic figure. It's it's apocalyptic uh, speech in Jewish literature. It's a messianic um, symbolism, the lion. And the lion addresses the eagle and says, your time is up. God, God's been watching you and the moed is up and it's over. Boom. And that's the judgment in a court. It's judgment language, court judgment language. And then, of course, we find that the, the whole eagle the body is burned and the whole earth is terrified by this um but um anyway there's mercy and stuff shown on on the other one so it's it's very much if we can kind of get our head around it we can see what's going on in the very last uh throws here all right if anything it just shows how awesome our god is right? yeah praise the lord hallelujah our god is an awesome god he reigns <sighs> Mm-hmm. Okay, so Miss Fresh, Miss Cabal. So um, let's see. Like I said, Daniel seven three. You'll see the four beasts are said to come up from the sea, just like here. But in Daniel, they're not really mentioned. Just it's not described. But in verse two, we have like the spreading of the wings. You know, I'm not going to reread Ezra each time. You just kind of remember what what you read, but. Maybe I will when it comes to the the judgment of God well, you because just let that's me know. because that's just too cool, you know, yeah. the judgment stuff. But um, in verse two, you know, you have the spreading of these wings, and that is always one of the actions of the eagle that is most typically stressed in biblical descriptions of an eagle in right. the Bible. Mm-hmm. They're always spreading their wings, and here's the idea biblically: that the idea is that the eagle casts a shadow of its rule over the whole earth. So when it mm. spreads its wings, this is not just Israel. It's not Palestine. It's not just Jewish. It's the entire earth. Wow. Yes. Mm. The fact that the whole earth is involved is to be noted. And the earth is mentioned repeatedly as the arena of action throughout this chapter. You'll see that. Now check this out, Ms. Kapai. I thought this was nice. I don't have it in front of me, but I, I, do, I do know what it is. Isaiah 14... That's mm-hmm. the one that says the earth will reel, will, well, yes. it'll, mm-hmm. it'll, 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 it'll reel and rock and roll like a drunk man. It'll yeah. be cut asunder. You wrote a song about that. I wrote that. a song about that years ago. Um, Isaiah 14, 
that also has an overall theme similar to this vision. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. And the stress on the whole earth is also observed there, especially in 1426. That's the mm-hmm. one that says the earth will will break, it'll crack mm-hmm. asunder. Yep. It's really a heavy, heavy language. The point is, of course, that the wicked kingdom reaches the zenith of evil mm. and extends its rule over the whole of the earth. It sounds like right now, today. And similarly, that redemption also relates to the whole earth. So it'll be destroyed. Let's see. We'll skip a lot of these, uh, the verses, you know, because I, I can't talk about the heads and the, the wings. I mean, I don't I don't know who these people are, what, what leaders they were. It would take great, great time to try to figure that out. And who knows if you'd be right. I don't know if it really matters at this point. We just know we're at the end. This ain't, this ain't something that hasn't happened yet. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He didn't give this to Ezra way back then and it's still future. No. No. Okay, in verse 10, let's see. What does verse 10 say? Verse 10 says, And I looked and behold, the voice did not come from his heads, but from the midst of his body. Yeah, that voice came from the eagle, mm-hmm. not from the heads, but from the midst of the eagle, the the uh, body. It's um, there's there's a commentator, uh, uh, Nib. I have uh, some of his commentation on on uh, Enoch. He's a scholar. He says that the sound came from the middle of the body and not the heads. He believed because the Roman Empire itself is speaking and not one of the emperors. It's the whole empire mm-hmm. yeah, I think most agree with that um yeah and that's when that, you know the eagle at the, the empire itself says do not all watch at the same time let each sleep in his own place and watch in his turn but let the heads be reserved for the last so it's prophetic for time as history goes mm-hmm. you know don't all be up at the same time you're not going to rule it's all at the same time it's in the feathers are going to rule the heads are going to but the heads are last Mm-hmm. The chief, see, and you can see the evil in the day we live in. It's just oh. unprecedented. You know, if you want to say that Lucifer is the head of all this evil, he certainly is ruling today. Definitely. The chief archons are certainly in charge today with everything that's going on, especially with the opening of the portals with CERN and all that stuff. You know, the little feather stuff, the, the little Donald Trump stuff, <laughs> little feather stuff is nothing compared to these tr- tr- chief rulers. That are happening, right? Um, let's look at some other. There's a lot to it. Let's get some of the highlights. Uh, let's go down to uh, verse 37 about the lion. I think that's kind of cool. Okay. To talk about Messiah. Um, verse 37 says, "And I looked, and behold, a creature like a lion was aroused out of the forest, roaring, and I heard how he uttered a man's voice to the eagle and spoke, saying, "Listen, and I will speak to you." The Most High says to you, Are you not the one that remains of the four beasts which I have made to reign in my world so that the end of my times might come through them? I love that. Are you not one of the last kingdoms to reign so that the end of my times might come through these four kingdoms? And that's what Daniel saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. You, O king, are the head of gold. It started with Nebuchadnezzar, Babylon. Yep, he was the head of gold. The head of gold. That was the head. I mean, that, think of that big image mm-hmm. in uh, Daniel 2, I believe. The, the the image. Then the second one was Alexander the Great. I mean, who else did what he did in his 30s where he mm-hmm. conquered the entire world? I mean, the guy wasn't for real, right? Right. You know, the, Greek, the, 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 the uh, Grecian Empire. And then we know from Daniel 2 that when he was praying and his prayer was delayed for like three weeks... And the angel came and said, I would have been here earlier, but I got held up by the prince of uh, uh, Persia. Right. You know, and then after that, the the prince of Grisha is coming. Mm -hmm. So these kingdoms have angelic shepherds and rulers over them. Mm -hmm. You know, so now you have the the head of gold. And I'm sorry, I misspoke. Greece wasn't next. You had the head of gold. And then you had the media, media, Persia empire, you know. And that was silver, stuff like that. Then you had the Greco-Roman. You had Alexander the Great, his four captains that came out of that and had the Seleucid Empire. That's when you had Antichius, Epiphanes, you know, who who, who destroyed the temple or burned the temple and, you know, uh, roasted the pig on the altar. That guy, the little, the little symbolism of the little horn, the Antichrist speaking blasphemy stuff. And then... 
After that, you had that fourth beast that Daniel never described, but that it was more terrifying than any of the other ones before it, and it trampled everything before it. That was like the Roman Empire, and that lasted a long time, and it ruled the whole earth, and it never went away. Mm-hmm. And now, I think this last empire that we're in is truly, purely satanic, purely evil. And that's why those in here, you've got those heads that are reserved to the very, very last. Very, very last. Right? Right. Do I look like Gary Sternman when I'm talking? Do I look no. like that guy who prophesied the oh, news guy? I love a pizza. Because I feel no. like him. I'm going, nah. hey, this is what the Lord said. Right? Okay. No. Okay. I don't have that kind of Barney Rubble head. No, not at all. All right. Here we go. Um, <laughs> so you get distracted. Uh, so this lion here, this is amazing because the lion here is a positive symbol. It becomes explicit that it's a positive symbol in chapter 12, verse 31 through 34 which I'm not going to go to, but Ezra itself identifies this as a, as a Messiah mm-hmm. later on. But it represents the Messiah. And it utters a voice as a sign of or portent. It's like a, an omen, a warning. Right. It's well known in the book. It's all over the place in, in Ezra. And the special role of the human voice, I think that's cool, as a son of man. Mm. You know what I mean? He, God became flesh. Yes. I'm sorry. Hello. Yes, hello. Oh, little <laughs> demons don't like it, Jerry. Little demons don't like they it. They don't like any truth. I'll uh, tell you that much. The special role of the human voice as representing the created order is highlighted. Uh, the context here, the voice is clear. It's a sign distinguishing the lion from the preceding beast. It's an element of humanity, but it's an element of divinity. It's it's our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Taking the beast to court and saying, your time is up. Thank you. Your time is up. And verse 38, read that. Listen, and I will speak to you. The Most High says to you, Are you not the one that remains of the four beasts, which I have made to reign in my world, so that the end of my times might come through them? Yeah. So in this verse, it's a call for attention. It opens the lion's address to the eagle. And that address, Ms. Kapow, is full of legal elements. Mm, mm-hmm. He's taking the court, and the summons may be part of them. Um, that's evident from the following when the speech is... Uh, it's parallel to a lot of apocalyptic literature. The other thing we got to study at some point, if the Lord tarries, is the uh, second apocalyptic of Baruch. <gasps> yes. Because there's a lot of similarity all, in yes. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but in many ways, there's no summons at the start of, of that speech, though. But this it's very similar. So there's a summons. He's taken it to court. Uh, in verse 39, you read that one. Are you mm-hmm. not the remains of the four beasts? I think that's cool. Which I had made to reign in my world. The head of gold. Mm-hmm. The chest of silver. Mm-hmm. The, the, the belly or whatever of brass. And the thighs of iron. Yep. And then you remember that, that yeah, the, the toes? The mixture. The toes are mixed with iron, iron and, and clay. clay. Uh, they will mix in those days of that kingdom, Daniel says. I think that's in chapter 2. I should have this stuff in front of me, but I don't. Uh, Daniel says, in, in the days of that kingdom, the kingdom meaning where the iron's mixed with clay, mm-hmm. the toes are mixed with clay, it says, they, because t- the pronoun refers to the noun of the kings, the kings of the earth, they will mix their seed with the seed of men. It's it's modern day Nephis, Nephilim. Mm. It's it's the same thing. Jesus said the same thing as the days of Noah. So it will be before the coming of the Son of Man. What you have before you, and you've, you've heard us rant and rave that every time you're watching TV, um, if you're a man and you're lusting after um, any of these, they look like women, they're not women, Mm-hmm. You know, they're the reptilian men lizards. Yep. They're they're not real. They're mixtures. They're hybrids. Right. Uh, it, they're all around us in in as far as the uh, the satanic world. Right. They're That's all on true. your screens. They're all in your sports. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've everybody's looking for the invasion from outer space, and the invasion is yeah. here. It's it's been here. But um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So he's saying you're you're one of those last kingdoms, uh, last kingdoms here. I forgot my train of thought. Anyway, uh, legal elements. I forgot where I was at. So anyway, who who knows? Who knows? Who was who was who, who knows where I was at? Where I was I going? I I lost it. I lost it. Let's see. Um, where was I? 
You're right here. For boots mm-hmm. I made to reign in the world so that the end of my times might come through them. Anyway, I was talking about the... Oh, the, I was, the told, I was talking about that last kingdom with the yeah. toes mixed in and uh, the hybrids. It's it's the last, it's the very last throws. When you see that, that truly is a prophetic sign mm-hmm. that we're at the end, this hybridization. Yeah, and we're seeing it now. We're seeing it now. They're all around us, uh, and they don't mix. That's why they're stupid. Mm-hmm. And it's very much time the same time as Lot, too. Yes, the exact same mm-hmm. thing, just like the days of, of Noah and Lot, right. where you had men going after strange flesh. That's right. It's not just sodomy, mm-hmm. it's strange flesh, it's alien flesh. Sodomy is a result of the demonization of that, right? Right. Um, but they don't mix. That's why the kingdom is partly strong. That's why you got the United States going, we got the greatest economy, currency, we're dead. And then they're partly weak, they're partly stupid. And then you got transgender s- s- soldiers, you know. Mm-hmm. They're partly strong and they're partly weak because they don't mix. Just like iron and clay don't adhere to one another. They are, they're not God, and they can't create that kind of life. That's right. Stupid fallen angels. I know. Stupid Arrogant, fallen prideful. angels. Arrogant. <laughs> Shut up, stupid. So here we go. Uh, verse thirty-nine it says, "Are you not the one that remains of the four beasts which I have made to reign in my world, so that the end of my times might come through them?" And I love that the end of my times might come through them. So God already laid that out, and we know that in Daniel seven. There's this four, these four kingdoms, and there's a last kingdom before the end because on that toes, when that rock not made of hands, that's our Lord Jesus Christ, hits that toe, hit those feet, the whole bit comes crumbling down. That's right. It comes Ooh-hoo. crumbling down. And then that little rock turns into a mountain that covers the whole earth, and it shall never, no one will ever reign after that. That's right. Ha! Exactly. Bite me, you fallen angels. Bite that. Bite that. Nephies. That's what's going to happen because that's truth. That's right. That's not made up. That's truth. Yeah. They know that truth. Yeah, because it came out of God's mouth. Let me read it to him again. <laughs> yeah, so that's what's going to happen. So here we are, you know, and he's saying, um, I, I, I set this whole up. God, God is, this is beautiful. He set the whole thing up so that the end of his moeds might come through them. The whole thing, he ha- everything is under his control. His timing's everything. It's all set up for this. So uh, here's the combined, it, it's, it has some political theory of the four empires destined to hold sway in the world, right? Just like Daniel. So God not only appoints kings in general, but he has ordained that there be four empires of the world. We know that from Daniel 7. But here it is right here in Ezra. Wow. So that the end of my times might come through them. In other words, the empires are part of the foreordained progress of world history. If you think of it that way, that's a great and mighty God. That's right. These four empires, and we're at the last throes of them, are foreordained in the progress of world history. World history. So the order of the created world is fixed. The end is known to God. This is Moed. Here's the idea of preordination, which is prominent in 4 Ezra, is once again to the forefront. Um, it's it, it's what this is is a revelation of the end times to Ezra, the end times, and it's beautiful for us. It indicates the total course of world history, does it not? So God gave the eagle dominion in this world so that the end of the world age might thereby be brought about. Hmm. That's why Satan's running around like crazy right now, since the eagle is clearly the zenith of evil. Its rule is part of the messianic woes, which must proceed the eschaton, which means Bible prophecy, right? Mm-hmm. For evil must come to its climax, Miss Powell, must come to its zenith before the good can follow. These ideas, these ideas are implied by the words, so that the end of times might come through them. Mm. Wow. Read me verse 40, if you will. You, the fourth that has come, have conquered all the beasts that have gone before, and you have held sway over the world with much terror, and over all the earth with grievous oppression, and for so long you have dwelt on the earth with deceit. Now in Daniel 7, you have that fourth beast coming, and it, and it breaks in pieces all the other kingdoms. That's right. It just it, it, it just tramples Pow. over everything. Yeah. <laughs> so here you have the same thing. Um, you have the sins which this 
eagle as a cues are considerably influenced by the idea of the, almost like the evil king of the Antichrist figure. But I don't believe there's one guy named Antichrist that's going to mm-hmm. do all this stuff. It's a it's spirit. Antichrist spirit. It yes. is a kingdom. And I think this this points to that, that it's a spiritual kingdom that is opposed to, to Christ himself, mm-hmm. opposed to God, right? That's right. Um, I'd like this. And be- God is a spirit. That's right. So God's we have two opposing, opposing spirits. spirits. Waging war, dude. That was so. That was a link. That was a word of knowledge. That was praise the Lord. That was a miracle. That was Miss Kapow using her gift. (laughs) It was a word of God knowledge. Praise God. She just shared with you. You just shared it with everybody. Nice, nice. So you have him, um, you know, you know, saying that there's going to be terror when this thing is burned, and so you have that that mention of terror and for Ezra and it's almost exclusively accompanies fearful events and you know signs and portents and all that stuff so you know it's the it's the end the use of the term here evokes a supernatural dimension of the wicked kingdom's deeds um all the stuff they did right because they had ruled over you know all the earth. Look at let's look at all the stuff they did. They swayed over the the world with much terror. Mm-hmm. You know, with grievous oppression for so long. Have and dwelt on the earth with deceit. Deceit, yeah. Yeah. So it, it it does evoke the supernatural here. It's a supernatural dimension of the wicked kingdom's deeds. It's mm-hmm. not just a physical thing. Yeah, and then they mentioned some more stuff on thirty one and forty two. Like they've judged the earth, but not with truth. They have afflicted the meek and injured the peaceable, mm. and they've hated those that tell the truth and love liars, and have destroyed the dwellings of those who brought forth fruit, and have laid low the walls of those who did you no harm. So you see that. Yeah. It's the upside down world. Yeah. What is good is bad. The bad is good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're going to you can say something that transgender is mental illness and... Yeah. Oh yeah, they'll throw you in jail for hate speech. And okay. um, you know how many of these young kids get hammered in college for arguing with a professor that there's there's no more to two genders. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Those that want to speak truth, they are can't. Shut down. But the yeah. ones that speak lies, they're allowed free reign. That's right. Just like Google, YouTube. Yeah. I mean, yes. the censorship's incredible to yeah. these these people trying to speak truth out there. And these these words right here have just come to life, don't they? Praise God. So you have you have the use of the term like terror evokes a supernatural, of course, but you also have things like uh, the perversion of social ethics and the perversion of judgment. Mm-hmm. They're among the chief sins of this eagle. It's a, it's a perversion of, of social justice. And yeah. How many times do we read? I mean, on Freedom Friday, we we put something out where some pedophile does all this stuff, and then they just they get a slap on the hand and go their way. Yeah. But somebody grows a garden in their front yard on an HOA, they go to jail. That's right. You know, even this Epstein guy. I mean, a lot of people believe he's not even dead. Mm -hmm. I doubt if he's dead. I know. He's got his billion dollars. He's living in Israel. You know, he's hiding out and having a good life. Probably didn't have to change his face. No one, no one remembers anymore. Mm -mm. You see, and our God is a God of judgment. Yes. You know what I mean? And so for this world to be like this is totally opposite. Yeah. Anti-God. It is. How about verse, uh, um, okay, we read all that. That was good. And verse 41 says, and you have judged the earth, but not with truth. Mm-hmm. So they were they were over the earth to judge it and, and guide mankind, but they didn't have any truth in them. Nope. Look around today. You tell me where there's truth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Verse 42 says, for you have afflicted the meek and injured the peaceable. Yeah. And you have hated those who tell the truth and you've loved liars. You have destroyed the dwellings of those who brought forth fruit and have laid low the walls of those who did you no harm. And this was interesting. That truth is hidden. The truth is hidden as part of this um, last day's woes preceding the end Mm -hmm. of history. And it'll be fully manifested at the end. uh, And lies and deceit are typical of this Antichrist beast system. But when when I read that that truth is hidden... In these last days, I thought of Paul's apostasy when Paul said yeah. to the Thessalonians, you know, why are you worried that the day of the Lord has already come? I'm telling you, that day won't come until the great falling away happens first. 
right? So we always look at that as a falling away from doctrine, the truth. And it is. Mm -hmm. It is. The church has fallen away. That is true. But the Greek word apostasia is is the falling away from truth. Mm -hmm. Here in Ezra, it just reminds me of what Paul wrote there, that the falling away of truth is global. It's not just... Mm -hmm. The intelligence of yes, man. Yes, yes. We don't have that anymore. It's idiocracy. They're all getting stupid. They're, they, they really are. It's like that movie Idiocracy. It's become a cult classic now because it's it's a documentary. <laughs> Just yeah. like They Live as a documentary, really. That's right. mm -hmm. And idiocracy is that these these people around you are stupid. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's unbelievable. They're dull. How uh -huh. dull they Dear are. Lord. And it, it says you know right there that truth is departed. So when you don't have God's logos, you don't have God's wisdom, his intelligence, you know, that's this you're a dumb human that's given sway to a beast system. And it's you know. Dear God. Yeah. Mm. Um yeah, I thought that, that was interesting. Um, how about verse 44? And the Most High has looked upon his times, and behold, they are ended, and his ages are complete. I thought that was that was beautiful, because that's that's the end of what the, the Messiah is saying to this eagle. Mm -hmm. It's it's come up before the Most High, your pride, your insolence, and it's over. I love that. It's It's being pulled. You know what amazes me, though? If you really think about it, there is really a last day. There's really a last day. One final day. Yeah, wow. I know. There really is. There has to be a think demarcation about that. point. Yeah. It can't be like, well, the last days will last. The last day of the Lord will last 100 years. Well, then how could it be a day? Of the, how could it be a day? There's mm -hmm. a time where the iniquity is filled up, the plug is pulled, and there's no more. It's it's over. It's it. History's over. I'm taking my my wheat home. Oh, I'm gathering up the tares and I'm burning them and I'm gathering my wheat in my barn. Mm. And the angels, the, the fallen angels, can, well, in the words of a great prophet, suck it. <laughs> fallen angels could suck it. I I don't like. I just. No, we have ugh. a disdain for them, don't we? I have a lot of disdain for demons and. Ugh. Here we go. So the construction of the sentence here, it's almost identical to another construction here in Ezra in 920. I'm not going to go there, but this verse says that God examined his times and he observed that they had come to an end. So God looks down and goes, okay, it's, it's over. This is it. Uh, it means something like the course of history. It's over. First, there is this idea that God controls and determines the length of the world age in this statement here. It's fixed. Uh, the time when he does it is not known, but the season when you're coming can be known and revealed just like it is here. You can see those signs everywhere. You don't know what day, you don't know what hour, but you see the signs. You know, when when it begins to bud, look up your redemption, Drophni. Mm -hmm. Uh the ages are going to end. It's these times in this age will reach an end. Indeed, that end is approaching. It's like you said, there is a definitive day. Uh, let's go to verse 46 next. Um, so that the whole earth, freed from your violence, may be refreshed and relieved, and may hope for the judgment and mercy of him who made it. You know, it's it's really a hint of a messianic kingdom. It's, it's, it's the day of judgment, and the earth... We're going to be relieved and, and and refreshed when we get rid of this satanic nonsense, right? Mm -hmm. And um, we have a hope for judgment. We have a hope that God's going to judge. He's going to hope he's going to put these guys in a bottomless pit. Oh, yeah. Be done with it and, and have mercy on us, right? Mm -hmm. You know, on that day. Um, so that's nice. And then, you know, uh, it says, while the lion was saying these words to the eagle, I looked. That starts chapter 12, verse 1, by the way, but it's still all tied into it. And verse 2, read that. And behold, the remaining head disappeared, and the two wings that had gone over to it arose and set themselves up to reign, and their reign was brief and full of tumult. So it's almost like here, it's like included here like the... The Messiah takes the eagle to court and says, God looked down, saw his times, and it's over. We're pulling your plug. 
and the whole world's going to be uh, refreshed when when I destroy you. It's over. So he gives the judgment here, but before the judgment ends, you have these remain the remaining head, a chief archon of what I believe is the Romanish Babylonian mystery religion satanic kingdom here um, disappearing. And then you only have these little two wings that are left. You have Trump and Putin. I don't know. I'm just I'm making that up. Don't listen to me. Um, you have these two little wings. You have uh, Barack Obama and um, I don't know uh, John McCain. No, he's dead. Uh, you know Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, you have these two little wings that gone over to the the house. They the head they had aroused themselves to reign, but the reign is full of tumult. Mm-hmm. It almost sound, it almost does sound like America. And uh, the rest of the world, who's who's reigning in the world in their country without tumult? Yeah, even China is under tumult, right? China, yep, the protesting that never happened before. Everywhere, so it, anyway, it's so, global. Yeah, it is. I don't know who these little feathers are. I wouldn't even guess, you know, for the last days. But they do rise up after the last chief head dies, and judgment's already been pronounced. So even though judgments have been pronounced, they still rise up and they still reign briefly with great tumult. And then in verse 3, it says, And I looked, and behold, they also disappeared, and the whole body of the eagle was burned, and the earth was exceedingly terrified. Then I awoke in great perplexity of mind and great fear, and I said to my spirit, Behold, you have brought this upon me because you search out the ways of the Most High. See, in, in this destruction of the eagle, there's two elements that are invoked. It's clear that in the context, there is a great cosmic event. Great cosmic event. Check it out. I look and behold, they disappeared. After, after the little two feathers, their, their brief tumultuous reign ends, the whole body of the eagle's burned. Now, let's think about the second Peter, 310, um, yeah, 310, you know, that the earth is going to wax, mm-hmm. like it's going to melt like fire. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. It's that Enochian language where it's just going to burn. The whole elements are going to burn. Mm-hmm. The, the, the heavens are going to be rolled up like a scroll. Yeah. It's going to roll up the firmament. Mm-hmm. And this flat earth is going to shake and crack. The whole body of the eagle's going to burn, and the earth was exceedingly terrified. Um, we're not going to be here. No, we're not. Praise God. We're not going to be right. here for that. It, it, it's clear that's a great cosmic event. Yeah. For the whole earth to be terrified. It's oh not just. God. It's not local. It's not Israel. It's not. It's it's the whole earth. That's right. Is going to real. And fire is a standard element by which God destroys his enemies. We see that in, in, in Peter. You see it in Enoch. You see it everywhere. Um, it's part of the eschatological judgment, mm-hmm. Ms. And terror is usually accompanied with cosmic events. People are terrified of things in the sky. Even Jesus said, men's hearts fell in them for fear for what they see coming on the earth. Yep. It's the earth that is terrified, by the way, Ms. Kapow. It's the earth. Just it has been the earth that is the arena of action throughout this entire vision. Mm. So whatever this kingdom is, whatever this kingdom is, I know these, I know this. I know this for a fact, so I will tell you. It's a spiritual kingdom that does manifest itself physically on the earth. So they're trying to figure out the eagles and the the heads and the the feathers and stuff. Probably with somebody with some great insight might be able to do that. That's not me. But I do know it's a spiritual kingdom manifested on the earth. It will be destroyed. It will end. Once once God's uh, son takes that thing to court and says judgment's been done, God's looked down and says it's in courts, the the courts pulled. There's only going to be two rulers that rise up. And they're not going to rule very well. You know, Trump and Netanyahu. Quit putting words in people's mouths. 
Um, they're not going to rule very well. It's going to be tumultuous. It's going to be problems. And then, then right there, the whole body of the eagle is burned. The, it's just over. It's just freaking over. And the whole earth is exceedingly terrified. You know why? Because it's over. Now, once you get to that point, can these people now call out to God for repentance? No. No. The bell is rung, eternity starts, and it's a very, very bad place to be. So let's all get our hearts right. Mm -hmm. Let's make sure we're taking heed. Let's let's take stock of ourselves, yes. right, Ms. Kapow? That's right. Pray, pray to the Lord, hey, reveal to me what's going on with me. Yep. Is there anything that's hindering me in any way? Just not even a salvation thing, but a thing that, that I can't be used to the fullest, right. that I'm not living to my fullest extent in, in the spirit. Yep, and only the Holy others. Spirit, only the Holy Spirit can search your heart and reveal that to you. Yeah, that's true. You can't, because the Bible says our hearts are deceitful. Who knows our own hearts? Only the Holy Spirit who knows you, because he's dwelling in there and he just shines that light and he mm -hmm. goes, oh, this is your problem, this is your problem, this is your problem. Yeah. You know. And you really could think, oh, I don't have one. I'm, I'm clear. I'm, I'm doing this for the Lord. Blah blah blah. But you know what? This, this time, in our lives, is a great time, and it's God's grace that we can spend time with Him, and ask Him to shine His light of the Holy Spirit into our hearts, and really have Him search our hearts take that time with god now so that he can reveal those things to you that you can give it to him so that he can destroy it and give you something of eternal value back to you very nice very well said very well said so with that i'm gonna play hermantown because oh, yes. it was released today woo, 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 woo. on labrador day and I'm going to play Hermantown. And this the, the song is about the fallen angels who came mm -hmm. to earth and made it with the daughters of men and, and screwed everything up. Yep. Um, they're the reason why we're in this season. <laughs> yeah, they're the reason why we're in this screwed up season. And um, and, and uh, Jesus says, as in the days of Noah, well, so will it be at the, before the Son of Man is revealed. And it's the same, the same spirit, the same Nephilim spirit, the same watchers, the same thing, hybrids. The same thing, but the song is about exposing them to those people who are not aware of it. The video shows these graphic images of the fallen ones, the gods that, you know, are the Sumerians and the ancient Egyptian pharaohs, and they're, it, the whole thing, the kings of the earth. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about here in Ezra. That last kingdom, kings of the earth, bye-bye. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are. I know the truth. Amen. We've read to the end. We've seen the prophecies given to Ezra the priest, We've seen the prophecies given to Daniel the seer Ooh, and John the revelator. Wait, I'm starting to get excited. I know, I know. Wait, I'm starting to get, yeah. And we've, <laughs> we've seen those things given to these to these folks. And I, and, oh, Enoch, mm -hmm. the seventh from Bless Adam. The Lord. Oh, Bless my the Lord, Lord, the seventh from Adam. It was given way back then, folks. Way back, I'll tell you, I'll even go further. It was given back at Genesis 3, 15, you know, and I'll put, enmity mm -hmm. between your seed and his seed. He'll nip your heel, but you're going to crush his head. Amen. That's ah, praise the Lord I just, Jesus. wow, that's a, ooh, okay. And that's God the it. Father and yeah. the Holy Spirit, praise let it, let it ring. Okay, I'm going to end with Hermantown. Enjoy. It's available everywhere. Ciao, babies. Ciao, babies.